Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap pod for this week's Players Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharme. Greg, what up, buddy? What's going on, Rick? What a tournament so far. I've uh, been interesting. A lot of heart uh, today. I imagine there's a lot of heartache out there in the in the world of golf. DFSers, gamblers out there, fans of the game. There's probably a lot of heartache today. I was trying to figure out a way to illustrate kind of the carnage at the top of the board. And I think I found a good way. Uh, we were going by drafts Kings price. So of the 17 most expensive golfers. So what would be the 17 best players in the field? Nine of them missed the cut, Greg. It was carnage uh, for a lot of the biggest names in the world. Yeah. And there's, there's just, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to it, which is the hard. That's the hard thing. the The predictive analysis is what gets you here, right? There, there's no real reason to say that Patrick Cantlay or Xander Shoffley is in bad form and they're going to miss the cut. And the truth is, they're probably not in bad form. And um, I have my questions about Xander, but Cantlay is a perfect example, right? Why, how, how does he? end up missing the cut. How does Dustin Johnson end up at, you know, only one under and, and kind of way, way out of it? It's just, uh, it's very interesting. I imagine there's a lot of people like me who are a little disappointed in a couple of guys. Webb Simpson, Victor Hovland, Tony Finau, some of the hottest players on the planet over the course of the past couple of, of months, all slamming the trunk heading home. And, and Greg, actually, the course played easier on Friday by nearly two strokes. It was about... A shot and a half, a shot and three quarters over par on Thursday, and then played just a smidge under par on Friday. And we have uh, we have some guys still out there. Probably forty five minutes uh, left of of golf that might will probably have to be finished on Saturday morning. Yeah, um, course definitely played easier today. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't played easier still. Yesterday, I was surprised at how hard it played. It seemed like uh, it, it seemed like the greens were soft enough. It seemed like there was. Not that much wind, but uh, I think it really speaks to the whole location, the the ability that um, the field staff has in setting up this golf course. They can really control, w- despite weather conditions, how difficult or, or how easy it plays. So I'm looking forward to the weekend. I think as the course dries out a little bit, you'll see tougher conditions. And it, it's looking to me like Friday was the easiest day of this event. Interesting. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that, and we're going to jump into the top of the leaderboard. But first, I want to let you know about Paramount Plus, which is live right now. You've seen the journey to Mount Paramount featuring Bill Cowher, James Corden, Patrick Stewart, Beavis, and Butthead. It is quite the squad, and Paramount Plus is live sports. It's breaking news, and it's a mountain of entertainment. You can go straight from game day to movie night with Paramount Plus. Stream iconic movies like The Godfather, Indiana Jones, and Mission Impossible, as well as new episodes 
episodes of critically acclaimed original series like Star Trek Picard, The Good Fight, and The Stand. And get this, it's where you can dive into live sports from us, CBS Sports, including the NFL, March Madness, the Masters, and Champions League Soccer. You can stream hit shows from CBS, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Smithsonian Channel, and Comedy Central. It's live sports, it's breaking news, and a mountain of entertainment. Paramount Plus is streaming now. At the top of the board, Greg, two Englishmen, Lee Westwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's Lee Westwood who shoots a Friday 66 en route to his six under par, nine under par for the two rounds that we have played thus far. And I guess this should not be all that surprising considering Lee Westwood was uh, in contention last week. He has played well all over the globe over the past couple of months. This this should not be a surprise, even though he's, what, 47 years old, Greg? 47, um, and he's timeless. And I'm, I'm so disappointed in myself with this one because i i know i think we mentioned lee briefly on monday we didn't give him nearly as much credit as he deserved for what he did and i knew he was going to play i just was thinking i don't know what i was thinking i don't know why i didn't go heavy lee westwood and and i mean i what i saw with the putting stroke at the api really bothers me but what bothers me most rick is he is ruining my long shot open championship uh, idea right. here. It's ruined. He's not going to be the long shot anymore. Uh, I know it's in July. It's a long way away, but he's just it, it, too many eyes are drawn to him. He's playing too good. But and what a round of golf he played today. 14 of 18 greens, second in the field and in, in strokes game putting. Um, I'm sorry. First today. He was fir- oh, first today in strokes mm-hmm. game putting. Lee Westwood. What he's doing with the claw grip is um, quite impressive. Although I did see one putt that really made me a little nervous. It was a short putt, like three and a half feet. He lipped it in early in his round. Maybe that turned the tide for him. But um, I'm not in a place where I trust Lee for the weekend. But I love what he's doing right now. Those are the putts that always uh, have my knees knocking when I'm watching when I'm watching Lee Westwood out there. And you know, I was I was referencing some of the the European Tour success. He he piled up top twenties after the restart on the Euro- European Tour last year. He ended up going on to win the race to Dubai. He finished second at the DP World Tour. But the man who beat him that week was Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's going to enter the weekend just one shot back of Lee Westwood. And Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's had success on the European Tour still looking for that first PGA Tour victory, Greg. And he was he was super steady on his outward nine on Friday. Things got a little bit loose coming in. He was able to salvage it with a, a, a birdie on his final hole of the day, the ninth hole, and get in at eight under par over two rounds. He is uh, extremely confident right now. I and mean, you can just see it in the way that he walks around. He's, uh, he's feeling quite good right now. So he's going to be a tough guy to beat over the weekend. Um, he's putting it beautifully, which I would say is his strong suit over the years. Uh, he, he is probably among the European guys. Um, I, I would think he's one of the better putters um, on, on the PGA tour of the European tour players. So I, I, and I also think he's hitting the ball really, really nicely. These are small greens out there and you see Lee Westwood hitting 14 of 18 greens, Matthew Fitzpatrick hitting 15 of 18 greens today. Um, it's a, it, it's a scary thing. It's going to be hard to beat over the weekend if they continue to strike the ball that way, because, um, and, and I would say Fitzpatrick's probably a little scarier than Lee Westwood, just if they continue to hit the ball this way. 
because uh, I trust Fitzpatrick with the putter a lot more. But at the same time, I trust Lee Westwood, Tita Green a lot more. So it, it's an interesting mix up at the top right now. It really is. You know, this is, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but you know, Matthew, the Matthew Fitzpatrick is in the midst of his best statistical season, probably of his career. I, I like the way he's just flat out getting the ball in the cup, but it's the round of the day for Chris Kirk, a seven under 65 spurred on by holding out from a uh, 146 yards on number one. That'll help in a big way, Greg, but that's not all he did. Made a bunch of birdies, made that Eagle and has thrust himself onto the first page of this leaderboard. Yeah. I heard an interview uh, with Chris Kirk too, after the round. And he was talking about, um, I think you'll like this, Rick. He, he was um, talking about how statistically he was 105th. And it was a different number at the time because he was out there in the morning. But they were talking yeah. about how he lost, you know, three quarters of a shot putting. And it which is a funny thing. He had the lead at the time. You, you were <laughs> losing putting. That speaks to how well you're hitting it. Right, Chris? And he's, he kind of gave it a chuckle. And Mark will love this, too. But he said, I don't really judge myself putting-wise on the statistics. I judge it on whether I'm hitting the lines I intend to hit and if I control the speed the way that I want to and he was doing both in his mind so you know if you're looking to the model here Rick like we talk about every Friday night you're looking to the model here's a guy that's first off the tee uh, first tee to green today um, both of these days he's first tee to green for the week and today Mm -hmm. Canyon uh, 7.7 strokes helps quite a bit third today um, approaching the green fourth around the green and all of a sudden and 105th putting that's the guy you circle right you circle him twice he's the guy we're yeah we're going with chris kirk we're going with chris kirk and then when you hear him say that i, I put in really well today they just didn't go in at the clip that i hoped um yeah it's a scary thing because he did shoot 65 it, it it really is and him him and doug gim they're one and two in strokes gained t to green this week they're both losing uh strokes putting which is yeah that's that's the model. Now, if we, if we trust Doug Gim and Chris Kirk, that's another story. We can get to that in a minute. But we got to talk about Sergio Garcia, who cards a 72 on Friday. He is uh, he was doing the eyes closed putting thing again. It was an even par round of 72. So he finishes right where he started the day. But it was much more volatile uh, than that, Greg. Let's see. This scorecard had one, two, three birdies, an eagle. And five bogeys for an even par 72. That's one way to get it done. Yeah, uh, it's not what you would expect out of Sergio Garcia, right? Because you're thinking of a guy who's going to hit it in the fairway, hit it on the green, and not make any putts. So you think Sergio Garcia shot even par. I'm thinking he three-putted on a par three, and (laughs) he two-putted on... You know, he probably three putted twice and two putted on two par fives that he hit in two to make two birdies. See, two yeah. birdies, two bogeys, uh, the rest pars, and that's the Sergio Garcia even par round. Not quite the case today. He, although he did hit a lot of greens in regulation. Again, he, he hit 14 greens, hit 15 yesterday. I think Sergio is still in a really nice place here uh, in this tournament. He just he had a cool putt. The putter kind of came back to level. It came back to earth, 143rd, which... Um, I'm I'm not sure how right that can be. But anyway, he lost 2.9 strokes to the field putting. I'm not sure about that ranking that I have there. Sung J. 
Im shot a six under 66 that was highlighted by making six birdies in a row from 15 through 12. He gave two back on his inward nine and then birdied his final hole of the day, the ninth. He, you know, when you go out and shoot a 66 and gain that many strokes on the field, you basically do it in every single category. But what have we always been saying about Sung Jae He loves Florida. This Florida golf seems to work well for him, a place where you have to be exact off the tee and you're rewarded for hitting great iron shots like this is this is Sungjae State and here we are again he's going to enter the week inside weekend inside the top five yeah um I'm having a hard time reading Sungjae M right now in general because you you look at his numbers on the board he was 45th approaching he had, he had only hit 12 of 18 greens today right he's 45th strokes gain approach the green so I wonder where he is with his game and, and is this just a was this simply a hot streak uh, I'm probably the hardest stretch of the the golf course. Was this just a hot streak, right? Getting by 17 and 18 with birdies, and then rounding the corner and getting it done on uh, on on number one and two is a, a good thing. Although those are those aren't necessarily difficult holes, but still, um, it was quite a streak, and that's why it's a record. But is Sungjae really in a place where he's striping it right now? Is Sungjae in a place where he was at the Honda Classic last year? I'm not sure he's there right now. Um, but I will say, of any of the guys that we've talked about so far, Rick, I, I think Sungjae is the first name we've gotten to where I say, okay, I, I trust Sungjae to have a great weekend performance. All right, well, let me try another one. How about Bryson DeChambeau, who backs up his opening round 69 with another 69 on Friday. He gets smacked in the face with a double bogey out of the gate, his first hole of the day on number 10. He made both of those shots up and another one by the time he made the turn. And in Bryson's own words, he wasn't hitting it great again, but he got it around and he has, quote, been able to scrap it around pretty nicely. So just to be clear on this, Greg, Guy's not playing well. He's scrapping it around, and here he is, three shots off the pace again. Yeah, and and he's given himself a lot. Uh, he's given himself a lot of looks for birdie, a lot of really nice looks for birdie, and two sixty nines, and all of a sudden you're right there in the tournament. You're within three shots of the lead. Um, if you call the lead nine, as we always talk about, we always yeah. talk about this on Friday night is nine. The real lead Bryson's right. There is the bottom line. And he's the guy to, he's the guy to beat right now. If you're looking at this board, Lee Westwood has had his issues closing tournaments out in the past. We know about putting issues that you're, you're not going to look at Lee Westwood and say, he's a great closer. You're not going to look at Matthew Fitzpatrick and say, Oh, watch out for him. Um, I don't know if anybody can beat him. It, consider if it was Justin Thomas sitting in Matthew Fitzpatrick, Patrick's place or um, or somebody like that it, it it's just not and so all of these guys as you go down the board you you don't really get to a guy you trust until you get to that six under mark Sergio Garcia another one who uh, well Chris Kirk nobody most people don't know who Chris Kirk really is now he's won on tour before he's a great player I think he's going to win at some point this season on the PGA Tour um, and, and he's definitely having a resurgence in his career. I know Sia loves him. But anyway, point is, you don't trust him. Danny McCarthy. Do you trust Danny McCarthy to go win a player's championship this weekend? Do you trust Brian Harmon? I, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of guys in here where you have the trustworthy closing ability. When you get to Bryson DeChambeau, when you get to Sung Jae Im, um, that's the first time where I think you really trust them as closers. 
And it wouldn't be a first cut podcast if we didn't talk about Jordan Spieth, who backed up his opening round 70 with a 74. That was two over on Friday. He dropped 39 spots, but he did make the cut. He had to make essentially what was a six footer on his final hole of the day to, to get into the weekend. And it was just a, a lot of ugliness here. Uh, <laughs> the second I can summon Kyle Porter from the chat. Anytime I say Jordan Spieth's name, he pops into the chat as we're doing this live. But Greg, it was not necessarily Jordan Spieth's day, but he's got two more rounds over the weekend to figure this out. Yeah, I th- I still think there's a lot of positives to take from it. It's a disappointing day. The I, I believe this will be the easiest uh, round of the tournament, and Jordan didn't take advantage, um, and he lost a lot of ground, and he probably shot his way out of the tournament for winning. But what I still love to see is Jordan Spieth is positive two rounds in a row off the tee. And I, I go back to what we talked about at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. He's not missing to the right. He's not missing that, that big shot to the right. So I am... Uh, I'm still in very good spirits with Jordan Spieth. The fact that he made the cut is a bonus. The fact that he hit 12 of 14 fairways yesterday is a huge bonus, and I'm sure you talked about that last night. Um, And we're talking about it here again today. So Jordan Spieth, what he's got going on off the tee is extremely impressive to me. I'm not worried about the other parts of his game. So I I think this is a big bonus. And and look, he's he's up for... a. Uh, he deserves a bad round, and I don't think we have to jump on him for for one single bad round today. Yeah, Kyle has seeped into uh, my brain, and I am now very bullish on Jordan Spieth moving forward. He is one, two, three, four, five, six, like seventh in strokes gained off the tee over the course of the week. So good things all around. Let's pull up the odds from William Hill and look at who might have a chance on the weekend. And it is Lee Westwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick installed as co-favorites at five to one. Those are your leader and one shot back. Then Bryson DeChambeau, five and a half to one. Sergio Garcia, eight to one. Greg, we'll start with those guys. I'm not super thrilled to bet any of them. I, I think that the the case to be made, if you had to bet one of them, is is Bryson. And we were talking about this before we went hot. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is a zero driver, a zero putter, and he's leading the field in strokes gained approach, which is super, super scary for the rest of the field. It is. And um, it, it's something that was his weakness last year. You could argue it's been his weakness this year. You know, I was looking at an interesting Bryson stat uh, yesterday. And he is first in par three scoring average, which is no surprise. We saw at Bay Hill, he's hitting two clubs less than everybody else into those greens. He's first in par five scoring average. Again, no surprise to anybody else. He's um, able to, I mean, he's turning par fives into sometimes uh, long par threes. Uh, and then and then he also is 112th in par four scoring average, which I find to be extremely eye-opening and maybe that speaks to iron play maybe that speaks to inaccuracy off the tee I'm not sure what it speaks to but heading into this week par four scoring is something for me I was highlighting I thought par four scoring would be very important so his weakness is turning into a strength this week which is a little bit concerning but my favorite guy on this board is still Sergio Garcia and today is the day to take advantage of those odds because it was his bad round today Sergio has one um, putting with his eyes closed, allegedly twice. He apparently won allegedly. the Masters doing it. So I don't know if that was true. I still haven't had a chance to examine the tape fully enough. I was actually at that Masters, my my first and only Masters I've I've attended. But I think Sergio's still the guy. He's hitting the ball beautifully. He has a great um, a great relationship with this golf course, and I think it's his tournament to win right now.
I would not mind going further down the board here to maybe like a Paul Casey at 28 to one who shot a 67 on Friday. He moved up 44 spots. He's just a handful of shots back. Even a Jason day at 45 to one, he's a little bit further back, but I, I think what we're seeing and what we've already seen through two rounds is a lot of things can change very quickly. Uh, even in a day where there were a lot of low scores out there, Greg, there were a lot of high scores out there. I think I don't think anyone is safe is I guess my my biggest takeaway. Yeah, it's a good point, Rick. The only thing that I worry about is there's four guys that are seven, eight, or nine, right? When there's when there's that many players, um, and they're they're very good players. They're just not guys that you trust as closers at this point. But do I trust do I trust Bryson or somebody at six under? I'll say Bryson or Sung Jay. Or maybe Doug Gant. Do I do I trust one of those guys? <laughs> right. More than I trust the four guys at the top to to move forward. And it, if if it wasn't four, if it was one guy, if it was two guys, it'd be a completely different story. I'm a huge fan of saying what the real lead is, right? Like we all are here on the first cut. But I really think the real lead now is probably seven and a half under at least, just because there's four guys right there. So the six unders, I'm comfortable with going past that. Aside from maybe a John Rahm at four, just because of, of all of his talent. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the guys at the top are really still the guys to beat right now. If if you removed everyone's name, uh, I would just bet Doug Gim at 40 to one, right? Like that, but yeah. I don't I don't trust it at all, right? Like Chris Kirk and Doug Gim, we, to put a bow on all of this, to bring us back, you you mentioned this earlier, Chris Kirk 16 to one, Doug Gim is 40. That, those are the guys. The They're the model is, guys, right? Yeah, the problem is you you, you can't trust them. Yeah. Watch so. out for Chris Kirk, though. There's more going on. Chris Kirk is um, is is sober now. He's gone through a, a big uh, a, a big kind of procedure. He's gone through a change in his life, and that can be something that's inspiring. He has a new direction. He has a new perspective. That's kind yeah. of the thing that's beyond the numbers that can propel someone to do something we don't think they're capable of doing. So I, I'd watch out for him. But I still think Sergio is the guy this week. Watch out for Sergio. Watch out for Chris Kirk. We'll be back after both rounds three and rounds four. Producer Jacob, thank you very much for all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there is Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD. You can find. Oh, you should change your Twitter enable to the Real Lead instead of the Real Ooh, GFD. Not bad. Just, That's not just bad. a couple of letters. We'd yeah. Be good to go. I, well, if I just said the the lead, yeah, the Real Lead works actually. I, I like. We'll, we'll consider that. I'll run it up the flagpole. We'll consider it. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. 